The Sakurai Soke crime family organization is based in Shizuoka. Due to a loss of membership, low recruitment. Fuck. I thought I was going to be able to do one with zero edits. I was, I was, that was kind of my goal. I had, like, I, I had a personal goal today. Do an episode of Ninja News Japan and not have to edit it at the end of the day. Impossible. Due to low recruitment numbers and falling profits, they ran mostly illegal street vending stalls, which didn't seem like the most, the best criminal. How do, so when I think of Yakuza and criminal families and stuff, I think drug dealing, prostitution, murder, you know, maybe movie stuff. Street vending doesn't seem like the way to build a criminal empire. Uh, what do I know? I don't know. Because I'm not part of a criminal family. Maybe that's awesome. But apparently not. Because they, as a criminal organization, have decided to, to disband. The president of the organization, or someone representing the organization, went to the police for a dissolution notification submission ceremony. Which is something I desperately want to see. What is it? So, your head of a yakuza family and you go to the police and say we are not a yakuza family anymore my first thought like what is it like is it a okay this is it because they even call it a ceremony is it a ceremony do they have like a dinner with the cops and they like you know hang out but my first thought was i'm running a criminal organization i go to the police i declare my criminal organization disbanded and then we can do more crime with less scrutiny it seems uh, the police chief, I don't know if he's rubbing it in. He's like, I hope you become a more sensible member of society, which is kind of a bullshit thing to say, if I'm being honest. So I, I, this is the first I've heard of this as a thing. So I've lived in Japan like 20 years now, and I've never heard of this before. So I was really interested in this. I can't get any details. It's, it's some kind of like secret ceremony between the, the police and the Yakuza seem to have a very odd relationship anyways. They... They seem to know about each other and organize with each other and almost work together. And then, you know, then there are crackdowns and stuff. I don't know. Uh, The crime rate in Japan peaked in 2002. So crime has been going down steadily since 2002. In 2002, they had 2.73 million criminal cases. Uh, In 2021... There were 568,148 criminal cases. That is 25, that is 21% of the peak. So crime has dropped so much that we are now at 21% of the crimes being committed annually as in 2002. 2002, just quite incidentally, is the year after I came to Japan. So, I mean, if someone could say there's a correlation causation kind of thing, I mean, if someone who is pale as the moon you know stalked the streets at night punishing criminals to the point where they feared the ghost of nagoya i mean if that was the thing that happened and drove down the crime rate i mean that person surely they should be thanked but maybe because they live uh, a masked crime fighting lifestyle you wouldn't know who they are uh, essentially i mean it would be someone who knew a lot about stories in the news and what was going on in the streets uh, maybe even took time out as a hobby to report it to you if that kind of person existed i mean it might be worth saying thank you to them uh, i'm certainly no superhero and if i 
If I was, I wouldn't admit it because then that would just give the the criminals, you know, a target to go after. So keeping that that secret identity secret is very important to me. Um, but if you know, on behalf of the 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 ghost of the night, the palest superhero that ever lived, uh, you're welcome. I just, I, I mean, if I knew him, and I knew what he would want to say to the people. Uh, by reducing the crime rate from 100% down to 21. I mean, I think a, a, a thank you is in order from everyone in the country, but a you're welcome is also there. Japan's hydrogen efforts. They want a six-fold increase over the next 15 years aimed at decarbonization. Uh, they are looking for more hydrogen cars on the street by 2030. They're aiming for zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. Uh, there is sort of an issue with uh, hydrogen I learned a couple of years ago is that the hydrogen production. So it says in the story, it says they are uh, partnering with Australia and other in some countries in the Middle East to produce hydrogen because hydrogen, it's very hard to get. That's the problem, but it is very effective. It's much more explosive, so it's a little more dangerous to handle. Uh, but what I learned is that to produce hydrogen in Australia, they use coal. So they have a coal plant, produce the hydrogen, ship the hydrogen in a big boat over to Japan. So they produce zero emissions in Japan. But if they produce the emissions on the boat and in Australia, is that really zero carbon emissions? That's one of the problems of kind of the zero carbon conversation because they talk about it in country. But if the country is doing stuff outside of country, to get the hydrogen into the country, then they're not really zero uh, greenhouse gases, are they? And so this is where I'm a little disappointed because I think, again, the intent is correct, but the efforts, the reality isn't quite there. Uh, will hydrogen catch on? It doesn't seem to have caught on anywhere else. Uh, Japan as a country is still very, very pro-hydrogen. They really want to make this work. I mean, Japan has been referred to as the Galapagos several times and several things. One of the things I noticed, so I came to Japan. My sister had been here before, so this would have been the late 90s, early 2000. Uh, they had mini disc. Now, in the West, we had cassette tapes and it moved to CD. Uh, and then it moved to MP3 after that. In Japan, kind of only Japan, they had mini disc, which was like a hard floppy disc that had more capacity than a cassette tape, but less capacity than a CD, I think. Um, but the fidelity was good. It was basically an MP3 player, but you could had to swap out little drives. And that was only in Japan. And so that kind of Galapagos feeling means that something can be successful in Japan and not even get picked up anywhere else. So maybe Japan will be the land of hydrogen cars. Maybe not. I have no idea. It'll be interesting to see what happens because the world isn't going that way. Does Japan sort of stay course and keep doing the thing they're doing? It's a very Japanese thing to do. Or do they give in and join the rest of the world? I don't know what's going to happen. Gassy is, he was arrested last week and I kind of didn't want to talk about him. It's not that I didn't want to talk about him. When they arrested him, they didn't say anything particularly interesting about the arrest. So there were no details. He was arrested for intimidation, specifically of celebrities. So I don't know if that made it more of a case because intimidating people should just be intimidating people. Intimidating celebrities, 
shouldn't matter, shouldn't make a difference. But what I did find out is he made 100 million yen from his YouTube videos. And uh, let me just check. I have made zero yen from my YouTube videos. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm falling a little behind Gassy in the YouTube finance area. Uh, he moved, he had a hundred million yen. He was trying to move it around. So he had multiple bank accounts. He had it like in his parents' bank accounts and stuff like that, uh, trying to hide it essentially. So he didn't want to uh, pay taxes or he, there was some sussy stuff going on with his hundred million yen. Uh, should I ever get a hundred million yen from YouTube? I will be very forthcoming and honest about what I do with it because my lifestyle is very dull. I will probably just put it in the bank and live the exact same life I live now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I would probably quit my job and then just make videos and stuff all the time. I don't know. Or I'd become a complete douche. Who knows? Uh, he admitted during questioning that in his videos, he would expose everything a celebrity did. But at the same time, he thought saying I will expose the most private details of a famous person's life was not criminal. Uh, in Japan, a very privacy-oriented country, I think you would know that is criminal. You know how in videos in America, they're always like, uh, they took a picture of me without my permission, you can't do that. And then the, the cops are always like, well, actually, if you're in public, it's perfectly acceptable. In Japan, it's not. You actually can't take people pictures of people without their permission. So if I take a picture and there's a whole bunch of people in the background Technically, I should get all their permission. I think realistically, we all know the reality. That's not really going to happen. But if I, let's say I wanted to put that picture online, I should blur out all their faces. So you'll see like Comic Con things and other pictures of groups, and they've actually taken the time to cover out their faces. Legally, they should be doing that. I don't think it happens all the time. But again, there's the reality. And I think if I was pointedly taking picture of an individual, they would actually have a criminal case against me. A juvenile. I did enjoy I haven't used the word juvenile. I'm getting old. I think I could start calling people juvenile. Like just as young juvenile. You should, I don't have anything to follow up with that. A juvenile was smoking in front of a convenience store and the police approach in their car. Kid sees the cops. He's like, going to scarper. There's a, a British phrase for any, anyone in my audience who's from the UK. You'll enjoy the, the very Canadian accent usage of the word scarper. So he did a scarper. Uh, the cops turn on the reds and they start taking it. They, they start chasing him in a car. Like I'm already in my, <laughs> Mr. Warm hands jumps in and he goes, he legged it. So I, I'm trying to decide, should I do my Dick Van Dyke horrendous British accent? Or should I just stick with the North American accent that I have that is natural for me and do British phrases? It's actually a thing that was rattling around in the back of my head for some reason. Because if I did slang from another country and did not put on the accent, it would be funnier and weirder. Like, good day, mate. Does he go, there's my Aussie. And don't do the accent. So he, so, so Mr. Warhammer's put in the, I'll have to revamp. Let's start again. The juvenile was smoking in front of a convenience store. The police approach and he legged it. Uh, the cops chased after him in a car. I always thought, I already thought that was a bit extreme. Why are you chasing a kid who's running in a car? Uh, there's actually a, lot, a few downsides to that, but we'll get to those in a second. Kid jumps a fence. Perfect strategy. I'm almost on the kid's side, especially because I know the end of the story. The cops start 
turn off the siren and they they're like patrolling around they're gonna hunt down this kid this is what they do this is the problem with the white shadow uh the ghost of nagoya having brought the crime rate down so low is the police have nothing to do but chase kids who are smoking a cigarette for the first time in their life so uh again i don't know who the pale ghost of nagoya is i think maybe he has to work on his superhero name uh, but he he does apologize that the crime rate is so low that the cops are doing this kind of stuff. Because I can tell you, the pale ghost of Nagoya superhero would not waste his time uh, chasing down a kid who was smoking a cigarette. I might talk to him, be like, hey, you know, smoking, not cool. So the cops turn off the lights. They're driving around. They're hunting for this juvenile delinquent. Uh, they go down a one-way road the wrong way. They see the kid somewhere up, maybe on the other side. There's an intersection. They race after him, blare out into the street, and hit a car. Three people are injured, a mother, a seven-year-old, and a one-year-old. Now, please remember, this crash is the result of them chasing a kid who is smoking a cigarette. So the young scallywag smoking the cigarette, uh, I would say it's not worth it. I'd agree that's just it. It's not worth the risk of injuring other people because they didn't have their lights on. Uh, the car was just driving normally. They booked it after this kid. Um, and then they smash into a car. The seven-year-old was hurt really badly. So I'm assuming the one-year-old was in like one of those like um, child seats that was really, you know, secure. It's maybe just bounced around. But the seven-year-old was just sitting like a normal seven-year-old. He was hurt quite badly. The Aichi police say that cops did not violate the law in the pursuit. So driving up the wrong, the wrong way of a one-way street is not a violation of the law. Having their lights off while in pursuit is not a violation of the law. Um, I think maybe they need to find another way to spend their time than chasing after a young scallywag puffing on a fag. Someone's going to get upset that I said that word even though I am, again, using British slang. That actually is the risk. If I say that with an American accent, it does not come across as slang at all. And therefore, I am just using a, a slur. Uh, it is, I believe, Pride Month. Uh, I'm, I'm very supportive. <laughs> I'm not going to show... Penis. <laughs> That's, I, I support gay people and rights and equality. I also support the right for me to not show my penis to my friend who has claimed that it is the wrong thing for me to do. All right, so a while ago, a couple months ago, uh, sort of near the end of the corona pandemic, there was a group of people selling corona super eggs. So they were eggs you eat. They were like 10,000 yen an egg or something stupid like that. It was a, it was a pyramid scheme, multi-level marketing kind of deal. I'll sell you eggs, you sell the eggs, you sell the eggs. Uh, and then the guys at the top made a ton of money off these essentially magic eggs. Well, they're not the only ones who thought to get on the scam train. A Tokyo-based company sold water with medicinal properties, in quotes. And now the thing is, water does have medicinal properties. Hydration is important. If you don't hydrate, you need to be hydrated. Therefore, it is medicinal to hydrate yourself. So you could, in the most technical sense, say that they didn't lie. I don't think that's true. They were saying that the water is effective against influenza. It would 
kill 99.9% of the influenza uh, virus in your body in one minute. Uh, the company was called the Super. The company was called the Super Mineral Research Institute. Now I don't know why, but as soon as they said super, I'm like, it's a scam. If you said like this is super, if you said these are vitamins, I would go, okay, well, let's take a look at the vitamins. If you said these are super healthy vitamins, I'd be like, sounds like a scam. I think the use of the word super might be a scam indicator, so be careful of that. So. A two liter bottle of water cost 10,000 yen, which is insane. Uh, the company made 430 million yen in five years. So they were selling two liter bottles of regular water for 10,000 yen. It's probably like $100 American. Uh, and people were buying it year after year after year. No one sort of caught on. So please be careful of anything uh, with super in the title. That's claiming to be good. So there's Asahi Super Dry the beer. It's just beer. It's saying it's super beer and it'll get you super drunk. Uh, that's true if you drink enough of it. Uh, the super healthy stuff, be careful of that. Sushiro. So we had the uh, sushi terrorism kind of swept the nation. Uh, the kid who licked the soy sauce bottle, the Sushiro Corporation came after him. So they have decided to sue the family. I said that they, it was tough because how much do you sue a family for? Uh, Japan's not particularly litigious, but they're like, we have to set an example of someone so that people don't keep doing this. If people keep doing this, it's going to destroy our company. Uh, they are going after 67 million yen, which is $480,000. So a kid, teen, went in with his friends licked a soy sauce bottle, put it back. Their friends videoed that, put it on the internet. It caused the stock price to crash. Uh, I think it was, they, they said like 9 billion yen in stock value was lost. Uh, it caused an incredible decrease in customers. That's actually the next part. This, uh, the video went out. There was a sharp fall in customers. Oh, so I wrote it down. 16 billion yen stock drop. They had to install plastic sheets, like plastic covers, to cover the sushi that was on rotation, that had a cost of 90 million yen because they had to do it at 600 different outlets. So Sushiro going after this kid, they're not going after 16 billion yen, they're not going after the 90 million yen, they're going after 67 million yen. I don't know how they exactly came to that number, but they were trying to get something, I think, just to prove a point. The defense team for this kid is saying that the video was for sharing amongst friends and therefore is not causative to the drop in stock price and the drop in customers. That is a pretty weak defense because that's like saying, I didn't intend to murder him. I just pointed the gun and pulled the trigger. The fact that the bullet hit him in the head, well, that's sort of just happenstance. And therefore... I shouldn't be held responsible. So the fact that they didn't intend for the video to be put online, but the thing is, I think his friends did intend it because they posted it online. Because things going online is not accidental. So someone had to purposely post it to, I think it was probably TikTok or Twitter. Uh, someone did that on purpose. Like there's multiple steps you go through to upload a video. So I think the counter argument to that is, yes, you did. So they're, they're, the defense team's claim is there's no causal relationship between the video and the drop in customers. 
Uh, it could have been stiff competition. The problem is the competitors suffered the same drop, even though they weren't the initial victims. So that argument also falls apart. I'm not a prosecuting attorney, but if this is the quality of the defense teams, I think I have a chance to be a really good prosecuting attorney uh, in Japan. Yamanashi is a prefecture in Japan. They're declaring a state of emergency because of population decrease. Uh, This is the first state of emergency declared because of a population decline. Back in 2000, there were 895,646 people in Yamanashi. In 2022, last year, there were 796,231 people. That is a 100,000-person drop. Uh, The fertility rate in that area is 1.40. The target is 1.87. You actually need a 2.01, like a 2-point-plus, to be able to maintain your population. So that's not even a population increase. Uh, You are basically, you make two babies to replace the two parents. Uh, That will maintain population. The problem is some kids die, so you need 2.0-something to be able to actually maintain the population, not even increase it. You need like a 2.5 or something like that to actually increase the population over time. I'm wondering what this is going to lead to. They're saying they're going to like, uh, if you're worried about having kids, we'll uh, have government stuff to help you with children. I was wondering if they're actually going to go with uh, mandated sex because they are. I might be moving to Yamanashi. No one wants my seed. All right, last story. Boom. An online pawn shop. I didn't know online pawn shops were a thing, but you can contact pawn shops on like a Zoom meeting and say like, hey, here's my bottle cap. Let's let's uh, do an assessment of the value of that bottle cap and then decide whether I should sell it or not, sell it with your company. So they do basically appraisals online. This guy gets online. He says, I want you to appraise my watch. So he holds the watch up the camera. The lady looks at it. He says, oh, you know, it's maybe worth 10,000 yen or 100,000 yen, or it looks like that. That's a great watch. It's worth a million yen. And they have a little conversation. He goes, great. Next is this. And then he shows them her dick. Ah! Fucked up that sense. Then he shows her his dick. I guess I shouldn't be gendering people. But the guy with the dick was targeting women. So they're actually, that sentence can be gendered properly. That's something I used to never worry about getting right. Now I actually have to think about it. That's not a bad thing. Uh, so basically, he would try to fake them out, look at my watch, assess my watch. And now I, so my question, <laughs> my questions always come hard and fast. Uh, did he stand up and pull down his pants for the camera? Or did he move the camera down to his, his exposed area? Is actually the question I have. Uh, the women, of course, this is sexual assault. Sexual assault is not a joke, but the women did miss an opportunity for a joke because they could have appraised his penis. (laughs) They could have given it a really harsh, realistic appraisal. Uh, They could have been, you know, ah, well, the girth isn't really what it could be. The length, while average, uh, is not particularly impressive and therefore won't garner you uh, any sum of money uh, beyond the, the, the standard sum of money. Uh, Does it do any tricks? Something like that. Like she could have, uh, do you have the original papers? Anything. If they had done, if not been shocked, I know it's impossible, okay? And I do actually feel bad for these women. But all I need is like this one cold-hearted woman to the guy like moves the camera down and you're looking at his like weird-looking penis and she just starts appraising it correctly. 
would have been devastating and stopped him. Uh, he, he was arrested pretty quickly because he'd done this like three or four times. Uh, and they sort of had his information to a degree. And he was arrested and he said he got off on the shocked look on the women's faces. Uh, we'll see how that helps him hold up in prison. The thing is, in Japan, he's probably not going to prison. He's probably just going to get a fine if he's found guilty. Just too bad. But uh, if you would like your penis appraised, uh, send a picture to... I shouldn't do that. Someone would actually send me a dick pic. I don't want your dick pic. And I, if I say anything to the gender I am attracted to, no, I'm committing sexual assault. So let's just end that there. Uh, don't send nudes to anyone. I have no conclusion after that. I should have planned out something. I, I had the idea in my head of the appraising penis. Next time, should, should something like this come up again, uh, I'll actually plan out a penis appraisal. That is my promise to you. That, and I am not the night ghost, the pale ghost of Nagoya. <laughs>